Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. I have something that I think you're going to like in this show, a new metric that YouTube has given us, and it's not what you think. It's actually a time frame, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But I want to welcome all of the new listeners to this show. There are many. The show is growing, and I appreciate you all. One thing I often ask is if you are a part of a YouTube community, maybe on Reddit or a Facebook group, and you feel this podcast could help support your fellow members, please share it with them. Let them know you listen to the show and that it's helping you and the experts on the show are helping you. We had some great ones recently and we just had Gwen Miller on the show just a couple weeks ago and she really got into your subscribers and how to understand your subscribers to help you grow your channel. Looking in the analytics, well, you may not know this, we didn't talk about this, but she's also on a co-host of a podcast called the Video Marketing Value Podcast with Dane Golden. And last week's show, I just actually listened to it uh, while I was running the other day, and it goes even more in depth in that topic. She shares six areas that I think you would appreciate. So if you enjoyed that podcast um, or would just like another podcast to listen to, check out the Video Marketing Value podcast. It's more geared towards marketers, but you certainly will get some good YouTube tips out of their guests on the show. So what is this metric that YouTube just released? It's not even a week old and it's opening up so much insight. It's not that it's showing us insight that we or understanding that we didn't know. It's just kind of like sometimes you need the photograph to really believe. There are things you hear about, things you understand intellectually, but until you see the photograph, it just wasn't real. Well, this is kind of what's happening with this metric, and it's the first 24 hours metric. And you can't, you won't find it. Now, I, I actually, I have a video on my Rosh Media site where I go through it and talk about it. So if you're interested in speaking of visuals, you can head on over there, uh, put in Rosh Media in YouTube and you'll find it. It's the one that only has about 150 subscribers. It's more my tutorial channel, but I'm going to get into what I talk about there and more, so you don't have to go to the video. But if you like the visuals, it's just so you know, as reference, it's there. So let's talk about why this is such a big deal. We have other metrics, and we have the ability to see you know, what's happened over the last seven days or the last 28 days or year. Well, this is reversing it. It's not the last seven days. It's the first 24 hours. And you could say, well, I can get that information by going to the custom area and looking at my different videos over the first day or so, or two or three days, 72 hours. And you're absolutely right. You can do that. But this is easier and I think better in many ways in terms of comparisons. Now, if you are one of the big 
YouTube managers and understanders of the algorithm and you're teaching this stuff and you're just consulting on YouTube, you will often use these custom metrics to be able to get the data, the exact data you want with each video and maybe put it in a spreadsheet so you can compare. Well, you've been doing that a long time. So the data that is being shown in these first 24 hours, it's not that it's not available. It's just now available in a way that it's much easier, more, more casual, that you can really look and see what's going on. And we'll dig down deeper into this as we move forward. So what you want to do is go to a video, maybe your last video that's been up for more than 24 hours. This is in your analytics. And you go to that video in your analytics and you will click the date option drop-down menu. And it may say since published or you can hit the drop-down menu. It will say, you know, the last 7, 14, 28 days as we were just talking about. But just at the very top, it will say the first 24 hours. Click on that and it'll show you the path of views over the first 24 hours. But it gets more exciting than this because now what you can do is look down below to the see more section, click on see more, and you'll go into the more advanced mode, and you can see up in the upper right-hand corner, compare to. And this is where it is really exciting because you can now compare it to your last video for the first 24 hours. See, when you, when you work with, say, the last seven days, let's say you look at two videos over the last seven days. Well, those videos are published at different times, and they're, they're often at different arcs of their lifespan. And so it's not necessarily the, the best way to approach it. It's much better to focus on this exact same time frame of the life of that video. And now you can compare, and it shows you video A, video B. And quite often, you might be surprised, you will see the pattern of how your video views are gained between the two videos. It almost seems like it's a common timeline and they work very similarly. So it's important to compare because you can see that one video received 50 views in the first 24 hours. Maybe for some of you, it's 500 views or 1,000, whatever it may be. And then maybe the other video received 34 views to compare. Now you're comparing views and you can compare different views in the first 24 hours. And what this is doing is give you a sense of how many views on average do you get in the first 24 hours? Now you may know that you may have a good sense of that. If you dug into your analytics, you keep track of that kind of thing, but it'll give you a sense of, okay, now what's happening here? See, we know things such as click-through rate. We've talked about that, but we can see some differences in, in terms of how YouTube is sharing your video. So what you can do is also compare traffic sources. And this is what I found was really interesting. I would notice based on impressions. So you can see your traffic sources over the first 24 hours and the number of impressions that you received. Now, if your video is search related, okay, let's go there. So you see that you received 5,000 impressions in your first 24 hours for one video. And then you look at the next video 
over the first 24 hours and it received 2,000 impressions. And maybe they both received 50 views. So it tells you a lot. One, there was more opportunity. At least YouTube was giving you more opportunity, maybe based on the topic or whatever it was, for video A with 5,000 impressions. But you had a lower click-through rate there. But there's more opportunity. 5,000, over double the opportunity. So there's something we could probably do there. The other one had, say, 2,000 impressions, but it had a higher click-through rate. So obviously, more people were interested in that video in terms of the click-through rate. More people clicked on it in terms of the number of impressions. Each one of those things has a, each one of those videos have a, has a different story to tell. The story of the video that had 5,000 impressions means there's more opportunity there. Maybe you want to make another video and change up the thumbnail or make that headline more exciting because YouTube gave you a lot more opportunity over double. And if you had the same click-through rate as the other video that you're comparing it to, you would have had over double the amount of views. But the bottom line, it was not as successful in terms of the amount of opportunity as the video with 2,000 impressions. What I like to see here in terms of impressions is that YouTube is giving you opportunity in search. You had opportunity and you can see that you had opportunity. When you can see in the first 24 hours that YouTube put your video in front of say 10,000 people and you only got 100 views, well, at least you know there's opportunity there. And maybe you have another opportunity because there is a there is an audience that YouTube was showing your video to. And obviously there's enough of an opportunity that there was a lot of impressions given when compared to other videos that maybe could have taken up that space. And maybe YouTube could have decided that your video wasn't good enough and pushed it down. And quite often that's what happens if it doesn't perform well but you can actually see it visually. You can actually see the number of impressions when you're going after search and that maybe there's some more opportunity there. For those who are getting the high click-through rate, maybe over time that other video will grow and maybe even pop because there was a lower number of impressions, but people seem to be satisfied, especially if they clicked on it and you notice that there was a good retention rate from that search audience that video, although had fewer impressions, very well may have a better chance down the road. Again, it all depends on the competition. Again, all this is relative, but sometimes it's nice to be able to compare. Now let's compare a situation such as your browse features. That's, for the most part, your homepage. And this is an interesting thing to compare to because you will notice that you may have kind of a baseline. You can actually see, we've heard over and over again, and I've repeated it over and over again, that YouTube puts your video out in front of your biggest fans, the, the subscribers, the people who have recently watched your videos, and they send them out to a select number of people. And I don't know what that percentage would be, but it's a percentage, I'm assuming, within the algorithm that they first feed your video to as soon as it's released. But what I've seen here 
is you can actually see what that number is. Because you probably ask yourself, well, what, what is that number? How many people are actually seeing or getting that video in browse features? Well, now you can kind of see what that main line is because you can look at your last video, 24 hours, and it'll show you. If you look under the videos and impressions and you see that it was shown a thousand times or a thousand impressions, and then maybe you look at the video before the other day, it was 900 impressions. So maybe this next video got a few more, or maybe you gained more subscribers, and maybe there are more people who watched your videos recently. But what if the day before, the video before, it was 1,500? Well, then that means this video is not as performing as well. But you'll start to notice a kind of trend line or a baseline. And maybe most of your videos out of the gate get 500 impressions. And you'll see that. And then you'll see the ones that were doing well ended up then with a thousand impressions. Maybe the increased, the metrics were good enough in YouTube's mind that instead of your standard 500 impressions, now we're gonna give you another 250 or another 500 or 1,000, whatever the next step is. But you can actually, once again, by comparing these first 24 hours, actually see what that baseline is. And now you know, as we know, we've talked about many times before, the browse, these are your best fans right now. And so to increase browse features, you watch that. You watch and see. Maybe look at the last five videos. Which video of your last five or 10 or a couple videos or a theme of a video or a type of a thumbnail? I mean, there are many factors, but let's start off with which video did the best with your core audience. And you can see that. See, if you're just looking over the last month, you can get a general idea but you're not getting that crucial unless you pull it out into a spreadsheet, which, you know, it's hard enough to get people to actually look at their analytics, let alone pull all the data out in a spreadsheet like the pros do. But to be able to now just go through and compare your most recent videos and see, oh, wow, and this happened to me. I saw out of my last videos which topic and which types of videos that my core audience really likes, and that when I created those videos, YouTube gave me more of an opportunity. So we have two ways to look at these metrics for search or as well as browse, and then you can obviously take that into your suggested. Once you pass the browse test, your core audience, then, then the YouTube will start to take a risk on you and start to suggest you more and more to people outside of your core of who you are. And you can see which videos ended up getting suggested in the first 24 hours, if at all. Quite often, we many of us, especially smaller YouTubers, don't get a lot of suggested videos in the beginning. But there are even more metrics to compare in the first 24 hours such as watch time hours. I had a video that started off not as well as the other video. One video A was did well and base, the base metrics were superior than video B. However, as things were moving along, it seemed like watch time hours were doing better with video B and watch time hours ultimately 
is what YouTube wants. So despite all these great metrics that are traditional click-through rates and views in the first 24 hours, blah, 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 the watch time hours were certainly better with video B. So I had to really look in and see why, and maybe there was a reason why. And I have a feeling that, you know, when you're looking at the various additional metrics that they show in the first 24 hours, they give you a list of six of them, which are views, which is the default. Then watch time hours is next. And then it's subscribers. So yes, you can compare and see which videos in the first 24 hours are giving you the most subscribers. If that is an issue, if you're concerned, if you're on a campaign to develop and grow more subscribers, from outside of your core fans, in other words, finding new blood out there in new directions, well, you can compare and see which of those videos are doing exactly that, which is, it's important. It all depends on how you're approaching your channel. But again, if you were listening to Gwen Miller a couple of weeks ago, obviously subscribers and how you approach subscribers is, is important. So that would be a metric that you might wanna look at. And of course, impressions and impression click-through rate are also metrics that you can compare in the first 24 hours. And if you want more metrics, there are more metrics to consider. But I really think this, looking from the other direction, opens up our eyes in a way in terms of comparing the videos easily with this new metric in a way that we couldn't do so before. Such a simple thing. It, I look at it, is this first 24 hour, maybe they will eventually do a 72 hour or 48 hour or seven day or whatever. Remember, when YouTube adds these things, you need to consider the fact that they're trying to give you a hint. <laughs> and YouTube creators and professionals certainly have understood the value of those first 24 hours. But again, now you can see it. Your questions can be answered. You can compare video to video so you can make better decisions. And I have changed course in some of the videos that I was going to create based on this data and the way it was presented. I like impressions. I lo like looking at impressions because when I see that YouTube is working hard to get me in front of as many people as possible, yet the video isn't getting very many views, well then okay, that doesn't mean there's still not an opportunity there. It just means I didn't do a good job at bringing in the audience that I was trying to go after, or at least what YouTube was interpreting as the audience that was appropriate for that specific video. Get in there and play with this metric. I think you'll be fascinated by what you will discover and quite likely, you'll discover things and see things between your videos that I haven't even thought of yet. And that's why different people comparing different videos will see and come to different conclusions. But those are the conclusions that are right for your channel. Hey, speaking of right for your channel and things that uh, at least I've been doing, I decided to launch three shorts on Sundays. And something interesting happened, and I'll share that in a moment. I, I didn't want it to mess with my other two main videos. Right now I have two main videos. Oh, I have a video on 
Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But the Monday is the live show, the creative entrepreneur show that I do, which is really my podcast, not so much reaching out to a live audience, but I'm trying to get the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast folks to maybe come on over and ask a few questions. And so I I get a few people there for the show, not a whole lot, but a few people, and I'm getting some regulars there. So that's nice to build that community. However, I'm not so concerned about the shorts bumping into that live show. They can work together. So, because a lot of times you want a little breathing room between your videos, depending on the type of channel that you have. And for me, I need a little breathing room between my videos. So I have Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Wednesday and Friday are uploaded videos. So I have a live video on Monday, which is easy to do, and it has a dual purpose. I have my Wednesday and Friday videos, which now I'm getting ahead on because I only have two of those. And then I put up three shorts. And that's talking with our friend Nico Kaminsky says, turn off notifications and throw up those shorts because they're going to run off a different uh, platform. But of course, we've talked to others such as Daniel Vitale, who said, hey, make sure you optimize those because even your you know, your core community will click on those and you'll get some views out of them, which is true. And usually they say that, oh, it's about two to three days before your shorts will hit the short shelf. Well, something is interesting happened. So I, I did those the upload of the three videos yesterday, I turned the notifications off. So people did see them in browse. I did have a interesting thumbnail and different thumbnails, trying different types of thumbnails with each one. Because once again, we've just talked about comparison all this time. Well, I can compare these three videos that were launched literally at the same moment on Sunday. And I can compare what happens to them and how people react and the click-through rates and the topics and, and all that stuff. And, and I believe that, that these types of comparisons will help my other videos too. And one was the definite winner. It was moving along pretty good. It was going faster than the other one started catching up. But there's one that was really lagging behind. And as we've talked about with other uh, YouTube professionals, I I think Matt Geelan, when he was on the show, talked about having a backup thumbnail. And so with that video, I decided to change the title a little bit, put the key element further front of the title and then totally change the thumbnail altogether. It was doing that badly that I figured usually only change one element at a time when you're doing testing. But this situation, it was doing so poorly. I just scrapped it all and I changed that the title and thumbnail and let it go. And you know what? Within a couple hours, it was doing really well but not because it was getting caught in browse features, you know, with my audience. It's because it hit the shorts shelf within 24 hours. Yes, right after I changed the title and thumbnail, it went to the shorts shelf within probably an hour. That's interesting. I don't know why, because it seemed like it shortcut the other ones. Now, not all videos will go to the short shelf, and this one wasn't really on track as far as I was concerned to do it. But you know what? It, it went immediately after I made that change. So I don't know. I would have to do more tests. I'd be interested to hear if, if you have done something similar to that. Did you see anything like that happen? I really don't think it was coincidence 
because the other videos were by far getting more views and people seem to be more satisfied with those videos. We will see. I will report back to you. This is the Two Blabs podcast. We do experiments here, and I will probably do the same thing next week. Uh, next Sunday, I'll release three shorts, and the worst performing one, I will change the title and the thumbnail, and I'll report back to you what exactly happens. And I will have a solo show again next week. However, I do have some guests on the books, so I'm looking forward to sharing these expert guests with you as I like to do as often as possible. Until then, you can always catch me on Twitter at Rosh Sillars, R-O-S-H-S-I-L-L-A-R-S, or at thetubeblog.com, and that's where I host this podcast. And of course, you can hear it on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, if you'd like to be a guest, please contact me, and I'll talk to you next week on the Tube Labs Podcast. The Tube Labs Podcast is hosted at the tubeblog.com.